its symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers listening worldwide on Skywatchers Radio. This is, of course, the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio, brought to you by New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. I am Angel Espino. With me, as always, is the one, the only, the wonderful Crystal Storm. And with us, as usual, um, the other guy. Hey, what's up, Crystal? <laughs> oh, come on. You know, you know, you can be a little bit more enthusiastic about me being on the show. Since I've been on the show just a wee bit longer yeah, but than the, her. Here's like, the thing. Crystal comes, Crystal comes ready to roll. She's here. She's prepared. She is, you know, on point. She sounds great. What's up with and your sound, And I'm not. Buddy? Well, what's up with your sound? I'm not. Where, where are you joining okay. us tonight, other guy? <laughs> I am driving on the highway. Well, actually, the girlfriend is the highway driving of me life. on the highway. Oh, right, I right, am right. on the highway of life, heading back to where I live to put my headset on so I sound a lot better, which should be at the uh, half-hour mark uh, without any worries whatsoever. So Just when we have, the end. so at the half-hour mark, when, when we bring on William Michael Mott for the first-hour segment, you're going to sound better. Also, you promise that to the Absolutely crowd. Absolutely, yes. I promise. Okay, because remember, audio sound is important on radio. And don't forget, you must be absolutely fascinating. fascinating. That brings us to a uh, little thing we're doing here every once in a while now, our rules for the show. Good rules. Yes, That's right. Indeed. What are the new rules? <clears throat> okay. What is the rules of the well, show this week? Here are the, well, the rules are the rules. Now, of course, this is Wednesday, October 14th, so the rules are still as follows. Wait, you have to say what year. You have to say what year. We don't know how many time travelers are listening, so True. you better clearly didn't say, say what year it is. Did I say Marty McFly and Doc Brown are going to be showing too. up soon. By huh. the way, I feel like in your opening, you should also greet the aliens. I should. And our oh, yeah. space brothers. I almost started saying that. From right, our yes. space brothers, right. And sisters. you got to be PC. Right. Absolutely. I, I don't know what you call them, like our native... Our, our, say our space well, siblings. Apparently we're not... Indigenous, galactic... They're, they're not native aliens. They're, they're, they're off-world listeners. How about that? Off-world off listeners. listeners. Our off-world listeners. We like... Okay, that's I think, right. I like I that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay, and by See? the way, if anybody He's does handy. have any He's rules handy. that you think we should have, I think that Angel should give out the phone number. Well, I will do that in a second. But first, uh, now, the rules are as follows. And, look, we don't have that many rules here, folks. Uh, this is a very uh, simple show. We only have about 962 rules. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I That's added it. It's not a whole a lot. 
That's why she we did. Know. She did. And we're going to post this online. Eventually, you're going to get all the rules on our website, skywatchersradio.com. But, but for now, I'm going to go over the most important four rules. Okay? Rule number four. Only one call per person, please, guys. Right. Don't call three or four or five times. If you call in once, you get through, which we, they barely Wait, call. Wait, hang on. That's honest. per show. Per, sh- right, per right, show. Right. Per episode. Go. Per episode. Correct. Right. Thank you. Okay, fine. One purpose. Now, if you get through and you have a great conversation, and we love to you know talk to you guys, and, and if you want to get something else on the air that you're feeling you know to ask, send us an a-hole blast. That's right. You get to send it through a-hole. That's right. A-hole at... <laughs> that's right, Crystal. A-hole at skywatchersradio.com, and we'll read it right live on the air. Now, rule number three, make sure that you have your radios turned off. Calling in, into any show. You should know that you need to have that radio turned off, people. True story. It, it's true. It's now, special. it just upsets me violently every time I hear somebody with their radio turned on calling into the show. He gets very upset. Oh, I'd like to I see get, you get violent, violent while on the show. He does. His face gets it's, all red. It does. It does. Yeah, and you know my blood pressure goes luckily, up. Luckily, luckily Angel has a face for radio, so you don't get to see it turn red. <laughs> All I got to say is that people in glass houses really should not be throwing stones there, my good friend. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right. I've had some acting gigs. What have you done lately? All right. <laughs> okay, Snuffleupagus. I, 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 do public, I do public speaking <laughs> on stage uh-uh. and on booths, okay? I've got a face for that. that yeah, well, you, that's what they tell me. Yeah, but you know, they even had uh, that, what, what's that guy's name um, from the Goonies with a messed up face? Hey, you guys, sloth, right? Sloth. Even Sloth made it in Hollywood. I mean, come on, you could make it in Hollywood. But anyway, moving back on to the okay, list here. Just because you need special effects to look good doesn't mean I do. Hey, that's practical effects, not special effects. Okay, dude. Oh, little makeup, we're good. A little bit of silicone on you, a little bit of... Hey, little, hey now, Caitlyn Jenner, relax. the hottest host on this show unless you're gay. By far, unless by you're far. You're a gay guy. And no, by far you are. Yeah. yeah. And then, so why are we even talking about I'm this? I'm not going to argue that. I'm, I don't know why he keeps bringing up my looks. It's crazy. On the show. But anyway, moving on. Back to this important list. <laughs> All right. Number two All on right. the list. Make sure you don't curse on the air. You can I curse when you're off the air. I well with that. You have, and I'm very proud of you. Shockingly, she has. I know. I know. I think so got proud. worse on the Plucky and Woo Woo show, though, because I can't curse on Wednesdays. So I'm just letting you There you go. You get to let your aggressions out on poor Plucky. That's it. You, you should switch names. You should be plucking out because you're plucking her with all the bad words. I am. I'm just. I do. I just pluck them right out of her. That's all right. She gets woo woo. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's rule number two. Make sure you don't curse on the air. Say all your cursing off the air before you get on with us. And rule number one, of course, as we said earlier, you must be absolutely fascinating. Fascinating. You do. Must be. You if you're not, you're going to hear uh, a dial tone. Hang up, hang up, Mr. Click. We're press yeah. the button. We're just gonna click. Well, click. if they're calling in on Skype, do they still hear Dante? But you should not. Why you got to be? Why you got to be asking? And not yeah. call us. Because why you got to be asking? That's right. Like we this, want. We, we want to hear people. Wanna, yes, we want to hear from you, and we would love to hear what you have to say. You should just have something fascinating to say. That's and right. And just do. just remember one thing, yeah. folks. The reason that we have these rules is because when you call in, you're pretty much going to be straight on the air. We really don't screen calls. It's true. It's true. We now, what is way that around number that. they should be calling into tonight? We got to work a way to uh, screen calls, uh, Crystal. We got. I think. I think we should. I think we should happen. too. Yeah. Got some crazy callers. We're gonna have to work on that. 
The number to call in, by the way, is 786-245-8127. That's 786-245-8127. Doesn't matter if you're east, west, north, south. Hey, doesn't matter by if the you're way, in Angel, Europe. Hey, I, I, I must point out and interrupt you. I've actually had two or three people that I know personally that do listen to the show that say that you say that number too fast. And oh, it's because I'm Cuban. Jot it down. It's because I am Cuban. We speak fast. That's the thing. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But I'll it's, say it. It's I'll say it. Look, I'll say it. Out of you. Hold on. I'll say it as slowly as your friends can understand. Okay. Here, here's a, this for your friends. Oh, here we go. Seven, eight, six. You know that's just really, really offensive to say the least. Um, Four, really, five. Really. One, two, seven. Is that slow enough for you? You can go to the PSN uh, website it, and see it as well. You can do that yeah. as awesome. People, yes. if, How about to do that? People, if you want to send a really hateful, spiteful email to Angel we for doing get that just now, please, please flood the a-hole. You know what's funny? With we them. have we've gotten hate mail, but it's never been about me. It's always been either been about Alan here or uh, you, Crystal. Uh, you had a, a pretty uh, good dose of hate, uh, hate tweets. I got hate tweets. Yeah, I'm really yes. looking forward to some hate mail. <laughs> yeah, you know you'll you'll get it eventually. Hanging out here with us, fantastic. You're get them. I'm so excited. I can't but wait. The, the thing is, I've never uh, really had any hate mail towards me, so I feel extra special. I think the audience understands that it's all the other guy's fault. That's what it is. That that too. That too. They're yeah. probably scared of you as well. Yeah, you think you're, you have a very intimidating radio voice. Well, that and I'm Cuban. Yeah. The Cuban thing. I, I like to play that all the way out. Absolutely, you should. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So that, folks, was our list. Uh, that's the number seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Hello. Do we? Hopefully we lost the other guy. That. He's never really around, even when he is. So. <laughs> 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 I think he's experiencing what uh, he calls uh, the dead zone right now the with his phone. Zone. It's the yeah, dead zone. Yeah. So you can call in and we'll like, take him back on the air whenever he's ready. Uh, but look, we have uh, William Michael Mott. Yeah, look, we have phone number we just gave out and call in now. Yeah, we're going to give his, his number on air. <laughs> 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 oh, this is a cell phone, people. It's just, everybody just bum rush him. I did that once. I called my best friend on her birthday, and I did it while I was on Piwoo. And she has one of those voicemails. It's not really a voicemail. It just lists the number. Uh-huh. So I gave out the first, like, almost her entire phone number on air. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I, it didn't even, like, register in my brain. I've given out my own cell phone by accident and given out this number. And that's hap- that was years ago. It, I was really tired, overworked, whatever. And uh, I gave it out a couple times. And by the second time, I was like, wait a second. That's my cell phone. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Have you got no wonder that I call. No wonder I'm getting calls on my cell phone. I'm an idiot. <laughs> happens it's you know it's whatever now we're gonna have william michael mott on the show in about uh what in about a few minutes actually he's gonna be on with us in about maybe 20 minutes he'll be here with us and he's a gonna join us from secrets guy i'm excited yes well no he's well he's used to be the unraveling the secrets he used guy. to be the unraveling secrets guy. right 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 you haven't really met william have you because he's been on psn radio for like ever no. ever i remember years. we had that amazing host call that you got together and i don't think he was on that but that was really fun and you right. should do another one where you got all the we are we're gonna do that, that actually that by great. the end of the year yeah we're gonna do that uh william is now well for the last year or two now he's been hosting the show called the outer edge with uh tim schwartz who's one of our favorites here on the show also tim schwartz Hello. the schwartz will be with us probably in a week or two and uh 
William always has uh, really good stuff to bring and talk about. We're going to talk about some uh, news with him and see his perspective on it. Uh, you know, he's one of our news correspondents here on the show. Yeah, and in the second hour, we're going to do something we, we haven't done here in over a year. Okay, what are we going to do? Maybe even longer. I, I can't remember the last time we did this. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Open lines. What? We're just talking about whatever? Open lines. You are the guest. Not you, Crystal. No, not, right. not you. Understand. You're one of the hosts. You're, you're cool. Yeah, you're cool. Okay. The guests are the listeners. The, the listeners, listeners get to are be the, the guests. guests. Yes. What? Are you brave enough to call into this radio show right here? Are I don't you? know if they are. Are you? I don't know. I don't know if they can handle it. I don't know. I don't think they can. And this is this is what I'm going to do for open lines tonight. I want to hear from folks that are either uh, familiar with time travel, Ooh. Area 51, Maybe people that have actually been to Mars, if you're listening in and you've been to Mars or you're a time traveler. I was just about to say, like, what do you mean about, do you mean like they have theorized, they've been to, they know somebody, or is it just like, or just A little bit of everything. Okay. I like this. Very broad. But I really, really want to hear from people who have maybe taken that trip either to Mars that would be another cool. planet, you know some some of the people that are maybe working on projects like the ones that Andrew Basaggio talks Ooh. about. Maybe like some it. of those folks out there who might be listening in. If you work at Area Fifty One and you want to give us some secrets, that would do cool. that. that would now, cool. as I say that, I will say that uh, Brian J. Glass, please don't call in. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Art Bell fans would get that. You might not get that. Brian I, J. Glass, love him. He's a good friend. He's been on uh, other shows. And one day he will be a guest on the show because he's an awesome dude. But he is also the famous Area 51 call that Art Bell had in the 90s. You remember that, Crystal? I do not remember this. No. Oh, my goodness. I, I know. I might oh. really fail, and I have to go and listen to this. You have to. Yeah, I'm going to go find it after the show. I'm very well, sad right now that I don't know the joke. Well, Brian J. Glass is a comic book uh, writer. He's been doing graphic novels for a good 25 years, 27 years. Uh, he's done a lot of really good independent work. And back in the 90s, Art Bell had a phone call from this, what it sounded like a frantic person uh, calling from and claiming to be an ex or uh, claiming to be an employee at Area 51 who had escaped uh, and he was trying to just to get away because they were following him and he was trying to give out some secrets before they caught him. And this person started talking about, uh, you know, how the aliens are from this other dimension and blah, blah, blah. And as he's going on and on, I mean, he was really sullen. His his voice was trembling like this. Like, oh, my, oh, my God. Like, he was really, like, playing it out like a great actor, right? And wow. Art was all, all Art was all ears. Was, this is one of the greatest calls ever. Uh, because halfway through the conversation, these satellites completely went dead. Oh, my. Art was knocked off air. The oh call God. was knocked off air. The satellite literally went into loop, and it started playing like music. Just it, it, somebody knocked it offline. And when Art got back on the air uh, a few minutes later, he he had a caller that called in, and they were talking about it. Like, oh my God, did you see that? How we just got knocked off? And the caller was like, Yeah, you know, it was right when this happened, and he was saying this and this. Well, for a very short period of time, people really thought that the the guy was really Area 51 caller, and this was a legit call. Right. He called Art, I don't know if it was a few months later or maybe a year later, I can't exactly remember the date, but he called back into the show, and he, you know, aired himself out as being, you know, it was a fake call, it was a graphic guy, and graphic, you know, comic book guy, and he did this as a joke. He actually was reading part of a script from a book that he wrote. <laughs> but he was so convincing that everybody believed it. Well, yeah, and, and what timing? 
No, <laughs> incredible timing, especially when the satellite goes down. Jesus. Yeah, while you're in the middle of talking about that, that's you incredible know? timing. I wonder if he wasn't accidentally talking about something that he shouldn't be talking about. He probably was. It. That's probably what happened. They, they were like, oh my god, this is real. Gotta knock this off the air. Holy right, smoly. Right, He just set off like a million keyword alerts <laughs> that he didn't even know that he had set off. <laughs> Buzzwords, <laughs> other it. dimensions, beings, aliens. Oh my god, knock it off the air. And this is right in the middle of the 90s, too, you know, when Art Bell was just in, in his... Heyday, man. It was going strong. Right, great, yeah. It was a great yeah, show. Yeah, he was so big back. Wow. Now, I've known Brian uh, J. Glass for a couple of years now. You know, we've corresponded on uh, the internet. I've had him on uh, radio shows. And he was on a, a show that I did about a year ago, a year and a half ago now. <laughs> and uh, there's, you know the roundtable show we do on Sundays? Yeah, yeah. I love my the geeky friends. Okay. He was on there just to talk about uh, his book and, and his you know graphic novel and stuff. And halfway through the conversation, mind you, it was a very interesting conversation because we were talking about all his, you know, history and background. And he just busts out with, do you know my uh, UFO connection? And I had no idea what, that he was that guy. You know, I knew that, the, I, I remember the caller calling back in. I heard that call and the guy said his name was Brian. I can't remember, the, I couldn't remember the last name. So I never put two and two together when I was speaking to this Brian. Right. And he starts telling me about the call for Mark Bell in the 90s and, I'm like, well, I remember that, yeah. And he goes, well, I was that caller. And literally, me and everybody else on the on the call were like, oh, come on, yeah, come on. Yeah, really pulling our leg here? Come on, Brian. Seriously? Right, right. Like, yes, yeah, no way. Like that, he snapped right back into character, started doing the uh, the impersonation of the call, and it was dead on. I mean, his voice has not changed in 20-plus years. It's the same exact voice. And uh, it was an amazing uh, thing to just have happen on the air live on radio. Uh, because I had no clue whatsoever that, that it was him. So, you know, tonight, as we have open lines in the second hour, Brian J. Glass, don't do that to us, please. But yeah. if you are listening out there, guys, if anybody out there is listening, you really did work at Area 51, you really have been to Mars, or you really have time-traveled, if you've done any of these things, we want to hear from you. We please do. call in. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. And again, in about uh, maybe 10 minutes, we're going to have William Michael Mott on the line with us. And maybe the other guy will join us again. Who knows? The other guy might. Yeah. I don't know if the other guy is listening, so he might not know that he has to call the number to call <laughs> back in. Or he's really mad at you. That's probably <laughs> what it is. He's probably throwing a fit right now. He won't call me back into the show. This guy just would not. Always making fun of me. Oh, it's such a wonderful marriage between the two of you. Well, he is my hetero radio life mate. He is. He really is. It is. It's a beautiful thing. I think we should do a ceremony and have a party and everything. Yeah, I'm having a bachelor party, definitely. I think you should. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the man of the relationship. I just wanted to get that clear. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny about Alan? The moment I met Alan, from the the day I met him, he was trying to sell me something. And that's when I knew, this guy's great. I like this guy. He's cool. Uh, He's a a natural salesman. Guess what the first thing he was trying to sell me, Crystal? You'll never forget. You'll never get this. Get, get, try to take a guess. Wild guess. What was the first thing he tried selling me? He would, because he's so random about the things that he has. Right. Um, What would be the first thing that he would try to, he was trying to sell you a pen. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Something that I have about two copies of now, and I've had, and I had back then three copies of, but not in the same format that I have now. That's a hint. It's a very bad hint, right? That's yeah. That's a bad hint. I'm not. Uh, I not computing. I mean, no? I'm thinking like it's a book or something. You close? Okay, a graphic, they, no- a comic. There, there are books and graphic novels and comics made out of this thing. 
Oh, made out of this thing. Wow. And there's a new one coming out in December. And there's a new one. I'm so bad at these. I feel like I, I cannot make it you're easier. You're gonna say for it, you. and I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god, that's." Exactly I cannot make th- I cannot make this easier for. It. There's a new episode coming out in December. And it's coming out in December. I, I got in nothing. December? No, really? I really, I really have nothing. I'm drawing a complete meltdown. It's the okay, chocolate milk. I'm gonna say it one more time. There's a new episode coming out in December. It's something about. Is it something about Sherlock Holmes? There's a new Sherlock Holmes coming out in December. I'm sorry, that's where oh, I'm sh- going. Hold on. Do you do you hear the crickets in the background? Yep. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at this game. I'm bad at this game. Wow, incredibly bad. Okay. Okay, so bad. I know. Okay, what has so far six episodes and a seventh coming out in December? Oh my God, Star Wars. Star Wars. Ding 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 ding. What do we have for her, Keith Rowan? That he tried to give you a third of. Well, here's the thing. I had. Two copies on VHS. I had the original box set on VHS, Uh-oh. and then I, I follow a box set, the, the special edition that came out on VHS. When I first met Alan, I'll never forget, this is the funniest thing. He, he walks into this office we're working in because he had just started, you know, he was going to start working there. And he goes to me, you know, we were introduced because we were going to be working together. And he goes, hey, man, I got a copy of Star Wars on DVD. Do you want to buy a copy? Because, you know, they're never coming out on DVD. George Lucas <laughs> refuses to release this on DVD. This was you know, before like, they were on DVD. cool, though, for trying to sell you Star Wars. Like, if that's you know the what I'm saying? conversation like, you two had, he that is awesome. had, He had no clue that I'm a Star Wars fanatic. He had no idea that I'm a big fan. Right. And that's the first thing he says to me. And I'm like, this guy is just extra cool now. He's trying to sell me Star Wars stuff. And I looked at it. He had a very cool you know, setup. It was very bootleg. But he had a very nice setup. And uh, it was a nice box set and stuff. And for a moment there, I thought about it. But then he said, oh, 80 bucks. And I was like, no, that's okay. Yeah, calm no. down. Whoa, whoa. No, no. I'll give you five bucks, maybe ten. Right. Not right. eighty. No. It's a nice, yeah. No, that's not happening. Yeah. So there I There are Star Wars rings for sale in Kohl's right now, and they're very cool. They say, you know, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Really nice rings. Guess how much really? they are? Eighty bucks? No, a hundred bucks. Oh, that's that's $100 nice. hundred dollars for this ring. Nice. Is it gold? What, no. What gold plate? <laughs> it's what kind not of ring gold. is gold. There are no diamonds in it. It is like stainless Silver? steel. Like, just a ring. Just has some, like, Star Wars logos on it. Here's I was, like, going to get one because I love rings. I'm not a big jewelry person, but I love rings. I was going to get one. I'm not paying See, but with Star one. Wars, it's a little bit weird because if, now if it was Lord of the Rings, I could understand the ring thing. But Star right. Wars rings? That kind of yeah. makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. But whatever. It's Star Wars. It's got something, you know? Hey. I'm down. Uh, I'll buy it. You know, I would have. It was, you know, not for a hundred dollars though. I mean, I'll pay a hundred dollars for a lightsaber. I'm not. What's that? What's uh, what's your favorite? What's your uh, favorite quote on? Uh, remember the movie RoboCop from the nineties? What's your favorite quote from that movie? My favorite quote from RoboCop. I just rewatched that. Show. Well, <laughs> my favorite quote from that movie night. is, "I'll buy that for a dollar." Uh, everybody loves that one. That's you know like everybody's saying? quote. I, I have like favorite scenes from RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> what, how, what were your feelings on the RoboCop the remake? Did you I like did it? not did you hate see it? RoboCop the remake because here's oh, really? okay. So here's my thing about remakes: unless right, the original right, right. movie was really really bad, I feel like Hollywood should get new ideas. Hmm, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. that is because the only issue with they, they decide that they want to remake Aliens because oh, it's going to happen. Gonna piss me off. Well, that's what that's kind of what Prometheus was. It was a, uh, kind of a reboot in a way. It was. It was kind of a reboot. I don't understand right. all the Prometheus said either, but yeah. Well, uh, actually, Prometheus is cool because it ties in directly to Alien and Aliens. I thought Prometheus was great. It. I loved yeah, it's a good movie. I, I loved it. Was it. A great movie. I don't understand all the Prometheus hate. 
Here, I'm not very fond of uh, certain remakes either. Like, I, I'm dreading this uh, Ghostbusters remake. I think it's the worst idea in the history of film. I'm dreading that too. Not because <sighs> I'm not down so with four female Ghostbusters. I'm totally down with that. I just don't understand why. First of all, we don't need this cast. I mean, they're horrible actresses. I mean, look, I'm sorry, they're just not good yeah, actresses. I, didn't I don't mind. I, I don't mind a female actress or two or three, and it goes. But that's great. Hey, have an Asian person there. Have a Cuban. Have a, a you know right. Latino. Have whatever. Have a women. Have diversity. I'm all down for that. But I really dislike this cast, and I really don't like the fact that they did the whole token thing with the black girl, like the you know, like Ernie Hudson's character. Yeah. Like really, the, they they really yeah. picked it like to almost like mimic the original, and that kind of that was okay in the '80s because we needed the, you know that on film to open doors. But it's you know it's 2015, baby. Let's make, let's make this thing real. You know, if we're gonna reboot something, let's make it real to the way the culture is today, and have all kinds of folks in there, not just three white girls and, and a black girl. That's not cool. Right. I didn't like that. Right, right, you know, right. So have an Asian person there, a Latin person there. You know what I mean? I mean, because the original Ghostbusters is so amazing. What are right. you doing? Like, why? It's ridiculous. Why would you, it's, it'd be like trying to remake the Goonies. What are you doing? Like That's sacred. That, that is. is sacred. That is, that is that sacred. Is absolutely. You will never be able to remake that. You just can't. You know they're making a part two, though, right? A Goonies part two? Yep. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel that I'm going to break that right up through the Lost Boys part, too. Like, what are you doing? Just stop. Well, Sean Austin uh, supposedly signed on for it, too, so. We'll see. That should be interesting. But look, I... I'm not completely hating on remakes because, look, if you say no more remakes, then you'll never get another Batman movie or Superman movie or anything else. That's true. So, I guess the superhero genre you can do it, so maybe that's my I, exception to the rule. Well, there's certain things that can be remakes. I really right. did. They got better, right, after the night. Yeah, no. Chris you know what I'm saying? was a genius. That, those Batmans were excellent. Nailed it out the park. Can't yeah. say so much about Zack Snyder's work so far. But we'll, not, we'll see. I, I don't understand what, what DC's problem is. I really wish they'd get their stuff together. <laughs> uh, the problem is they gave all their uh, their big tentpole films to a really bad director. That's uh, the problem. There. I mean, he did really good with the three hundreds, though. That's the only movie he's done good, though. I mean, that really, is. I mean, and that's a good movie to do to do well because those I mean, movies, he. As I tell you, I love those movies. Well, that, yeah, visually it was an amazing movie, and the story was really captivating yes. too. And his style worked for that because he's, he's he directs movies like a like a music video style, I, and right. that style worked perfect for three hundred. It didn't work for Watchmen, even though Watchmen was okay, but didn't really work for Watchmen. It's a very weird movie. It was. <laughs> but have you ever read the graphic novel? Watchmen is an extremely weird graphic novel to begin with. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's that. Uh, but I haven't liked just about anything else he's done. Uh, so that's the problem with, uh, with Mr. Snyder. But, yeah, look, you know, superhero movies... Yeah, they can get that passed, but there's some other things out there that I'd like to see remade, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, yeah, it got remade badly, but I'd like to see a good remake of Nightmare on Elm Street one day. You know, that's that something I'd love to see. That would be acceptable. That would be acceptable. Friday the 13th, you know, that was remade badly. I'd like to see a good remake of Friday the 13th without Jason and the mother killing. How about that? Yeah. That's spoiler yeah, for everybody there? That could be cool, too. That could be. You know what? I, I'm so excited about the new Star Wars, mostly because how fight scenes have evolved and have mm-hmm. just gotten more in- intense like I, everybody can hate on the prequels all they want but They're in great. revenge of the sith that oh. final fight scene between anakin and obi-wan was Amazing. what that was i mean it was absolutely it was absolutely what you would expect that fight scene to be and i almost wish they would go back and reshoot the scene with luke and vader just to make it just a little bit more because i lo- like i get teared up I get choked up every time I see that scene. I get the goosebumps. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm. such a good scene. It's such that moment. But I just want a little more of the swing of the lightsabers. I just feel like it should be a little more 
yes, tense but, of a fight scene. You see, like you know, I get what you're saying, but here's the thing about, especially in Empire Strikes Back, if you watch the fight with Vader and Luke, Vader's mm-hmm. toying with Luke the whole oh, time. Oh yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. He's fighting him with one yeah. hand. He's just oh, he's messing with him. Messing with him. Like he's not he's not trying to kill the kid. He's literally just trying to see what he's made of. That's that's the right. whole fight right there. And then Luke, of course, retreats and he cuts his hand off and he falls in the shafts. I mean, that's all that stuff happens because he does not give himself to the dark side. If right. not, he would not have been not in the that hand. scene, but in Return of the Jedi, when Luke finally confronts Vader in front of the mm-hmm. Emperor, that scene, I feel like, could be a little more intense as far as the it fight. It could have been. It could have been. But again, Vader's not really trying to kill though, the kid. But it was very emotional. It, it was I very emotional. I don't know if Vader was toying with him at that point because I'm pretty sure Luke could have taken him. And Luke did take him. No, see, no, Luke actually didn't take him. Vader almost lets himself get beaten. You think Vader purposely loses that fight? I think he did, yeah. Ooh, that's I really deep. do. I, I believe he purposely, like Obi-Wan, lost the fight in Episode Four. Interesting. Because he, at the end of the day, he doesn't want to kill his son. I don't know. I don't and remember, know. he remember what's the one thing that the Sith always do to each other? They backstab each other, right? That's true. And yes, what he, what, what did what the Emperor was doing to Luke end up? Happening, uh, what, what did that end up making Vader do? Oh, we'll turn on his master, finally. Exactly. I think deep down Vader knew that was going to happen. He just kind of let it play out like that. And then when the moment came... That would make it. Vader brilliant. That would make Vader absolutely brilliant. And I would, it would increase my respect level from Vader exponentially. And by the way, my theory uh, is that because of uh, the one line in the movie where he tells Luke, together we could defeat the Emperor like father and son and rule the galaxy... Remember it's that? a great line. <laughs> oh, I love that line. James Earl Ray Jones has so much swag playing Darth Vader. He just does. He just says it so well. I just, he, nobody else could have been that voice. He was just perfect for it. He's the greatest. He is. Yeah, uh, everybody, what the well, original soundtrack of David Prowess sounds like. Who is that voice? Oh, oh hey, I see. Other guy. They gave him back. The aliens returned him to us. The Illudium 238 modulator has actually let me come back onto the show. Oh, boy. And we'll be right back from commercial break with William oh. Michael Mott. <laughs> oh, well, just as I come in, you go to commercial. Yeah, pretty much. The UFO phenomenon either we like it or not is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes. You know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here's my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. 
And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hi, 
Alright everybody, welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, radio for the uh, English folks who don't know Spanish. This is Dark Matter Digital Network and of course uh, PSN Radio and I am Angel Espino. And now me, Crystal and the other guy who's back with us are joined by the one and the only, the incredible William Michael Mott from The Outer Edge. Welcome my friend. Hey y'all, how are you? Well, we're doing pretty good. Uh, good. Yeah, it's amazingly voice. amazing, man. Yeah, I love his voice. It's great, right? It is. He's got a great voice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You guys don't sound too bad yourselves. How, how many of you kicked back so far tonight? None, actually. <laughs> so many. You have so many. You have a great voice now. Um, hi, my name's alcoholic. Hi, I wish. <laughs> I'm actually having a beer myself, but you know. Well, thank Can't blame you. It's, been a, long, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. How's uh, how's everything down in Miami way, uh, Jackal? Jackal, everything good? Jackal, Angel, you can call me whatever. Uh, everything is good down here, man. Uh, same old, same old. Status quo is about the same. Uh, life is miserable, but it's paradise, right? So it's all good. Yeah. How's yeah. how's everything in your neck of the woods, buddy? Uh, hot. Extremely well, dry. Mo- extremely hot. You moved out to you moved out to Florida. What's going on? It's going to be in the nineties tomorrow. Oh so. really? Ooh. Yeah. But you know, after that, it's supposed to get down into the seventies. So. I can, I can live with that. Um, Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 90s always here in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? I don't know. It's been yeah, kind of yeah. nice lately. At least yeah, it, it, yeah. It's about 80, 89. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, years and years ago, I lived in a couple of different places in Florida, and uh, it was always pretty nice weather-wise. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not too shabby. Can't complain. You know, uh, right. So what, what's the, the latest in the world of The Outer Edge? Any, anything ufology-related that uh, you want to talk about here on uh, the show, sir? Well, you know, I mean, we, we, uh, we always talk about various topics before we go on the air with the guest. We usually do correct, about 15 right. or 20 minutes. So right. we'll probably talk about a lot of different stuff that's, that's going on. Um, you know, we have a, uh, a, a really cool guest lined up this weekend who's written a, a, a book about uh, – uh, Interesting connections between parallels with with food and drink and things like that that occur in, in strange encounters where you know believe it or not a lot of times right some, somebody that you know the aliens offer some somebody something to drink and it's the same thing that happens in fairy lore and they say you know don't drink it because it's it's one of those things that will uh, cause you problems it can uh, set you up for trouble. The guy's name is Joshua Cutchin, so he's going to be on this weekend. And he seems like he really knows what he's he's talking about. He's done a lot of really good research, from what I can tell. Um, but other than that, I've just been kind of looking around. I, Robert Morningstar sent me a, a really weird thing today about some woman who claims that she was uh, abducted to the moon and raped by reptoids on the dark side. Oh, of the I heard about that. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Whoa, tell us about that. Was, that. I got well, I mean, a call Right sure. off the bat, I got to call back squat. Hold hey, on, Here's my question. If you're, in a, if you're a, like a reptilian alien and you can take women to will <laughs> and do whatever right, you want right. to, why not like right. get a nice photo of this woman at, you not on Miami, at Miami Beach, right? Why not get you a nice <laughs> place you know, in the Caribbean? Why take him to the dark side, all the way to the moon? That's a long way to go. Well, here, here's the thing, though, Mike. Uh, you're not thinking outside the box. You're maybe to them that's foreplay, right? Or that's like the that is the that is the sweet. That's the, right. the dark. Uh, yeah. But here's my question: <laughs> What do we know about this woman? Because that's a heck of a thing to say. Like, not only are you saying that you got abducted, then you got raped right. by a very specific type of alien, and right, he took right. you to the moon. Like that's well, and the, the dark side of the moon. I, I, I just I just yeah. through it. I right. stand. Through Stuff that Robert sent that was sort of material. 
apparently she was, uh, you know, taken to the dark side of the moon and passed around quite a bit and then brought back in time. <laughs> oh, the whole, whoa, whoa. So, <laughs> so she became the alien bike. Yeah, basically. Everybody got it right, huh? Brought back in time for breakfast, you know? No, 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 no. She's the alien doorknob. Everybody. I have to read this article. You have to send this to me. It's, uh, uh, Robert's got it, I'm sure, Morningstar. I have. Maybe, maybe we should have her on the outer edge and hear what she's got to say. That's uh, definitely something that belongs on the outer I, edge. But let me ask you, wow. is, there, is there any physical evidence at all in this story? I mean, has, has she, uh, you know, have any markings, scrapes, uh, implants? She I don't gave she's birth to the lacrosse alligator. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have heard that, uh, yeah, that was pretty she funny. goes to screaming hysterics whenever the Geico Gecko comes on television. But... <laughs> Whoa! Wait, 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 wait. Is she screaming in hysterical <laughs> more, or for it to stop? Guys, you're gonna feel so bad when you find out she was telling the truth. Yeah, you guys are making fun of a rape victim. That's messed up. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is nothing new. This is the same old thing. Just, <laughs> oh, really? It's the same thing. Yeah, these two make fun of rape victims all the time. It's nothing new. No, no, for centuries. <laughs> encounters. And so you have to wonder how much of it is real and how much of it may be like an alternate state of consciousness. Or- no, I, I, I think it wasn't. I think I honestly think, you know, if if you want to go along that route, you know, those people that say that they were raped by a demon or, you know, a succubus or whatever, um, that would lend to it if you think about it. It, it really would. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one of those things that it, it's a theme. The, even the whole reptilian side of it, and it's been around for centuries. And uh, I'm not going to say she didn't have an experience because she might have had an experience, or she may absolutely 100% believe that this happened to her. So, but my my only problem with it is that she had uh, a PTSD for some reason. She didn't know why. She went and got hypnosis, and then all of a sudden, lo and behold, she remembers all this. I have a problem when things only come out under hypnosis. Especially yeah. when they can be well, suggested by, um, yes, you know, uh, even by popular know. culture. You know, since right. she watched V back in the eighties, you know. Yep. Yeah, but but let's, or let's the new one. At, the new one wasn't that bad either. No, I like actually I like the new one a lot, but it got yeah. canceled. But yeah, well, uh, it had nobody, Marina McBaron. And, oh, so uh, hot. She, yeah, she was, you know, in Homeland, she did some really nice nude scenes. Yes, I know. I have the whole series. <laughs> oh, anyway, of course, you seen it many times. <laughs> seen it many times, Seth. I mean, no. got got, <clears> got got a lot of freeze frames, don't you there? Ah, well, that's that's my personal business. Thank you very much. Okay, fine. My thing, though, uh, Mike, uh, with this whole uh, abduction thing is, if the aliens are doing the flashy thingy thing from uh, Men in Black and they're wiping people's memories, which a lot of folks, uh, you know, claim that's how they don't remember anything. Uh, yeah. Well, not the flashy thingy for, you know, they just claim their memories are, are gone. Uh, or they have missing time, but they don't remember anything. I mean, the, what other way are we going to be able to retrieve memories if people are having missing memory? I mean, hypnosis is about really the only way. Well, you know, it's interesting that you know hypnosis does work sometimes. I mean, I think that right. did, I think something did happen to Betty and Barney Hill, but I also think that other people down through the years have been sort of led. Oh, it, for sure. But like, even Travis Walton had uh, to have some hypnosis yeah. therapy to to get yeah. some of that stuff out. Yeah, because yeah. you, you keep that bottled up, especially when it's that traumatic exactly. an event, and well, if it's something and that you know was too, done that, to you. Don't forget that, that Betty Hill also had real evidence that was on her dress. Some sort of unknown uh, genetic material. They don't know what it is, and uh, so you know okay, these that things just do sounds happen. Bad in itself after <laughs> discussing but, the rape thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, you, know, you know she had but, Monica Lewinsky leftovers. I mean, uh, I, you know, I have no idea. I don't. I'm not I don't, trying to crack a joke here. I'm just trying to you know get to the bottom of it. You know, 
Um, I think it was, was Bill Clinton. Creature grabbed her by the by the shoulder or something. Reached out and grabbed her. Oh, okay. But but you know the thing is that that uh, these things apparently do happen and and people pass multiple lie detector tests just like just like Betty did. Now this other lady, maybe she's telling the truth, you know. But if she really believes that this happened to her, then she will pass a lie detector test, whether it happened or not. You right. See what I'm Oh, I completely agree. In fact, that's a great thing about the Travis Walton case, the fact that they've passed lie detector tests. Yes. And, and there's no there's, test apart. there's no doubt that something happened to Travis. That, oh, know, yeah. His story, oh, yeah, absolutely. The story checks out. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So. It checks out multiple times, actually, uh, to be honest yeah. with you. But that's a, that's a very interesting uh, story, uh, raped on the dark side of the moon by a reptilian. A whole bunch of reptilians. A whole bunch of gang raped on the dark side of the moon. It gets better. Gang raped on the dark side of the moon. Sounds That's like scary. an old. Uh, I'm sorry, YouTube or it didn't happen. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, th- for all I know, this could be one of those um, Axel Braun porn parodies. <laughs> for all I know, um, could be. You know, like this is not the Avengers, or this mm-hmm. is not Star Trek. It's Sex Trek. So or you watch this, a lot of these, is what you're saying, right? No, no, no. No, no, no. It's all pretty quick there. I know. He's like, he has them memorized and stuff. Like, Captain Kirk was not as good as this one. He was not as big. No, hey, those Orion Green Slave Girls, I'm telling you. Really. Uh, there is something to say about Orion Green Slave Girls. There is something to say about that, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. It's always good, slave girl. You know. and, and, you know, you know, tribbles with Cleons, that's just the worst. <laughs> it, 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 you know, just you know, triple, tribbling it. You know, I'm I'm going to give you the triple. You know, it, it just doesn't sound good. But in all seriousness, though, the only reason I know about this is because I was at New York Comic Con and uh, sure, someone actually sure. had that had those mm-hmm. DVDs in their booth. Wink, wink. So, uh-huh. so was that person's was was that person's name Alan? Mm-hmm. No, no, it wasn't. But thanks for asking. <laughs> No, no, no. But thanks, thanks for asking. Um, no, uh, no, 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 no. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, uh, um, we, when you think about all the the things that go on with these types of anomalies, if you really look at it closely, you'll see that ultimately it almost always boils down to an interest in human beings by non-human beings, and not the other way around. It's always about procreation. It's about abduction. It's about taking uh, crops or something to do with genetic diversity, genetic bounty. It, regardless of what the creature or, or being is, that seems to be the main thrust of many—no pun intended—of many <laughs> of these these uh, these types of encounters. So it, it definitely is something that goes back into antiquity, and uh, hmm. people have always had to deal with it. It would seem. Yeah, but it's not much different than what we do to laboratory animals. No, it's not. We get it's not. Yeah, it's the same. We are to them laboratory animals because they are quote unquote a higher think, species, right? So well, I don't think they're a higher species. Somewhat? I think they're a parasitic species. More advanced. They're, they're dependent on we are. Yeah, they are more advanced. But I I, I think that for somehow it, it seems that they are. Dependent on us for their survival, whoever all of them are, that they have to have us in order to propagate their own species. They, some of these groups, apparently, you know, if you read the literature, they they hold us in contempt. They seem to hate the fact that they're dependent on having humanity around. And you know, it, it makes you remember what Charles Fort said. You know, 
uh, Charles Fort, after he did all of his studies for years, he he said he's just, he he came to the c- conclusion that we are property. Somebody thinks that they own us, and uh, you know you have to wonder. Well, yeah, and here's the thing, though, uh, Mike, and this is the crazy part. Even if uh, you don't believe in aliens, but you believe in religion, you're still somebody's property. You that's right. God. That's right. And that's God's your that's, owner. Well, here's the that's that's the fuzzy part. See, I mean, uh-huh. when, you, when you look at it, like for instance, and you know, this is one of my favorite topics: quantum mechanics. You know, or, or quantum physics. You know, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, the whole deal of of the, those subatomic particles, those quantum particles. Right. They right. behave differently when you observe them, or when they yes. think you're even thinking about them. Then uh-huh. when they're just left to run on their own, you know, you let the experiment run and you forget about it, nothing happens. Then you think about it, even thinking about it in another room. And it does exactly what you what were you thinking ex- about. What that you expect it to do. It, that's what it does. And yes. that's the amazing thing about and those. See, that's, that tells you that consciousness itself does affect reality and that reality on some level, even if it's the quantum level, is somehow conscious. So I think I'm going to say it, to that is, mm, force well, it is, I tell you. If that's the the (laughs) case, what we could be seeing here is we could be seeing the the will of the living force. Well, the the quantum level itself may have a consciousness, or there may be those who learned how to manipulate that. In other words, words, there has to be those who can, and that, that would be like a whole, like, 15 shows you could talk about mystics that. and magicians knowing how to manipulate the force the uh the energy that binds us if you think the, about this it's all based on the expectation luminous I mean, beings this, are this could explain why so many right. this could explain so why so many people see such weirdly outrageous creatures that seem like something from you know from a nightmare or, or, or their imagination or some sort of archetype well that's because what they may be seeing they may be being they may be being fed what their subconscious expectations are does that make sense yes in yes. other words just like the quantum particle responds in a way that that says i'm going to i'm going to do what you expect me to do there may be a larger field of being tied into this that says, okay, we're going to communicate with you, but we're going to take on a form that somehow you're putting out you know, through your id or whatever, and we're going to take that form, and then we're going to have some interaction. And, you know, this is something that seems to have been going on for a very long time. Interesting. I'll go with that. It is. There was actually an experiment done, that, yes. that type of thing that he was talking mm-hmm. about, and I don't remember the exact details, but people saw different things, and it really depended on the person. Where yeah, one person would be like, I saw angels, it was yeah. the best thing that ever happened to me, and somebody else was absolutely terrified. They were like, no, I saw demons, this was horrible, don't ever do this to me again. So it really depends on the person. Well, yeah, we're talking about the same experiment here? Uh... No, the Heisenberg uncertainty principle is something where they yeah. measure the activity of photons. Right, that's different. Whether they would behave in electrons, whether they would behave as a wave or a particle. Right, that's what they we're that's going what on. Yeah. But what she's, what she's talking about is something, something where else, yeah. they were doing some experiments, I think, with uh, uh, brain electrodes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, were, thank God. I thought I was going crazy for a second there. I was like, wait a second. No, it's two different things were, here. They, yeah, no, they were, they <laughs> were manipulating right. EM fields and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. They, yeah, that, I've heard of both experiments. I've heard of both experiments. And, and Mike, uh, my theory on what could be happening with these photons is that our own brain activity sends out a wave signal. 
and it's something that we obviously can't detect, but I think that might, might be what causes the difference in us being there and controlling it by thinking of something that we wanted to do. Well, be, uh, because right. literally we're it guiding it. so many things. Your DNA leaves an energy trail. Right. Bio Why wouldn't your mind an energy okay, look, trail. Your look. mind, like, you are literally exactly. like a walking you energetic look. thing that is, like, yes. broadcasting all the time. You right. exist. Like you Wi-Fi. Exist. You exist. Here, Just like in, Wi-Fi in, in this world, in this world, okay, right, it is your physical self that you know, but at the same time you exist on the quantum level because you're made up of subatomic particles. Right, right, right. You, you see what I'm work. saying? Yeah, so then you start you start talking about you start looking at things like, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, particles that are bound together, where right. one electron will respond in a certain way and an electron on the other side of the world that is that is linked to that electron will will mimic what that one does. That's been shown to actually happen now. Works. So telepathy. Woo-hoo. Well, it's just that there are these these quantum mm-hmm. connections. Or a glitch so, in the matrix. Or a glitch in the matrix. So everybody everything actually is interconnected. It actually is, yeah. That's the the quantum physics is the coolest thing ever. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, I love it. Fun. It is. Now, and I also the and also the coolest. Uh, by the way, and also the coolest scene in Ant Man the movie. I don't know if you guys saw the movie Ant Man. Haven't seen it yet. No? But but no, I do need to figure out a way oh, to get quantum universe so to spew a few million bucks into my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once once okay. I figure that out, <laughs> you'll be good. You'll be good, buddy. You have a, if, if it's from the quantum universe, uh, you might have like ten bucks at the end of the day, though. You never know, though. I mean, Small bucks. You know? Well, the quantum that, that, universe is actually, you know, that they introduced in Ant-Man is actually the pr- the precursor to the microverse. Mm, um, right. Which yep. is uh, from the comic book Micronauts, which was in the mm-hmm. late 70s, early 80s. Which, yep. funny as it is, IDW announced at uh, New York Comic Con that they're going to be doing that series. And if you're a fan, Rom the Space Knight. Is coming back as well. Yeah, too. I actually nice. have have copies of Rom the Space Knight and the Micronauts somewhere. Yeah, they were great. They were yeah. great childhood favorites. It was one of the few toy lines that actually translated into comic books really well, besides Transformers. Yeah, eventually they'll get adapted into film. That's the way Hollywood. Is I don't. Now. I, I, I don't think they'll get adapted into film, but I do believe they will cross over or make cameos in a couple of movies. Yeah, in Marvel Perhaps. because you know the, there's you know the microverse, microverse was and, they're Marvel, um, right? They're Marvel universe yeah, Marvel, characters. They're both, okay, they're both they were Mar- they were Marvel licensed toy properties. In other words, the toy came out first. Marvel bought okay. the licensing for it. The same way Star Wars came out first, and then Marvel bought the licensing. For doing the, uh, the comics com- and graphic, yeah, right, exactly. Okay. So. Well, guys, since you're talking about movies and, and such, um, I saw a movie yesterday, which oh yeah, what'd you see? Mixed reviews here. Um, uh oh, strangest Uh-oh. movies I have ever seen. Uh oh, Shawshank Redemption. The, the English, no, the English Uh-oh. name is Big Man Japan. Have not seen that one. What's the oh, Japanese uh, name? I- can you pronounce that? Uh, on gosh, I'd have to look it up. I, I saw it earlier today. But I got to say, man, this Roundhouse is a Duck weird, yes. weird movie. It starts out like a documentary, and the, and the premise is that there's this guy who is the last of a breed of Japanese people or guys who can be shot up through with electricity, huge voltages of electricity. He grows to gigantic size, and he fights monsters. Okay, and, but, it, but it's 
trying to be serious. And I'm not going to say how weird it really is. I don't want so to it's not a funny. Super Saiyan movie. It's like. It is bizarre. And it has the weirdest, most stupid ending I think I've ever seen in a movie. It's okay. good up until spoiler the end. Alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'll just say it's no, good man. up until the end because it's so strange. But the end, I just, I just, it's just like, what the hell did you do that? But it is one of the strangest <laughs> movies I have ever seen. It, it, it's almost indescribable. It's so weird. So yeah, check it out. Big Man Japan. Well, if you want to watch a strange Japan. movie, watch Itchy the Killer. That's a Itchy. good movie. Ichi Ichi the Killer. That's a great movie. Yeah. Very weird. Oh, but great. Well, you know, I like Japanese cinema. I like things like Kwaidan, yeah. you know, and, and of course, all of Kurosawa's work and a whole bunch of different Japanese pieces. But uh, Yeah, Zatoichi was great stuff. The Blind Swordsman, which was yeah. the inspiration for Rutger Hauer's Blind Fury. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was. Uh, if, oh, if you-, you know who I just saw actually at Comic-Con? I saw Takaimak from The Last Dragon. Since it's the, do you know that this month is the 30th anniversary of the Last Dragon movie? Wow, that's unbelievable. How, how does that, how old does that make you feel? And how many listeners are actually in the age bracket that remember it? Uh, probably not many. I mean, it's just like, well, I, I friends. Well, I don't know. Remember, this is the Art Bell crowd, so uh, there probably yeah, are a few. That's true. I made friends with a guy uh, on Facebook not long ago, I guess about two months ago. His name's Al Leong. And I'm like, how many people know who this guy is? I do. I was like thrilled. I was like, man, this is so cool. Yeah, that okay, was me. I was geeking out. Al Leong is a guy who was uh, – he was in all these martial arts movies. He was in uh, Big Trouble Little China. He was one of the terrorists in the movie. original – Oh, is that is that the long-haired guy? The guy with the pig, uh, pig pet, long pigtail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the guy, yeah. The guy in Die, Car, Die Hard who, who eats the candy bar with, with the terrorist who like is crouched down waiting for – to fight and he looks in the display case and eats the candy bar you know yeah. that guy yeah but he's like really great martial artist i mean but he's Very like cool. how many folks today know who these great action stars and in these you know martial arts people are i don't think a lot of people even know anymore no no no, yeah. no 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 they got they got uh, liam Neeson now he's a i will find if they're you. not in the expendables you don't remember them no exactly well that's true too yeah yeah, no, no, you got to point that. Yeah. Actually, did you know that Jackie Chan was actually in the prison escape scene of uh, Bruce Lee's movie, um, uh, Enter the Dragon? Enter the Dragon. Yes, actually, yeah. I did know that. In fact, Jackie Chan said that uh, his favorite moment in his career uh, to date was actually meeting and working with Bruce Lee. And he did an interview uh, not long ago where he talked about that and uh, how inspiring it was to actually meet Bruce Lee because he was an idol of his. And to actually pick his brain, and then how you know friendly and nice he was to everybody uh, on set and whatnot, and uh, you know to him that's his favorite moment of his acting career. Crazy stuff, but true. Wow. All right. Well. All right. Let's get back to ufology. Yeah, because we went way off topic, and we only sure have a few is. minutes uh, right. left. Have we discussed the dice? Have we discussed the um, the man not man made, but some intelligent made objects at that far off star yet? Do we get to that yet? We no, haven't, no, and no, there's this no, weird no. disc on Coney Island that we should talk about because it looks uh-huh. weird. And I want to know what you guys think about it because that well, looks, it looks weird. Let's go to the Coney Island one because I'm looking at that right now. Actually, I pulled that up first, uh, funny enough. Um, if anybody wants to see it, I'm going to post it on our Facebook page, which is, of course, uh, our Facebook Skywatchers page. So it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Uh, it'll be there in about two seconds. Uh, but, Crystal, tell us about this story. 
Uh, apparently, some Coney Island witnesses, and this is a good one because they actually have a photograph. We're not just looking right, at a hand-drawn right. picture this week. So a New York Street photographer. That's always fun. Was, yep. I know. He was driving to Coney Island, and he captured a disc-shaped object while taking rapid-fire images of a bridge, according to his testimony. And it, look, it looks weird. I, I have no I'm idea trying to figure out what bridge is in Coney Island, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with the area. Uh, you, okay, well, there you go. I have no idea. Uh, he talks about the yeah, camera that he was using. Um, it was on machine gun mode for rapid shots. He was just doing some stuff, and then he just caught it. So, I yeah, I, I actually, I actually think this looks like a real inexplicable object. Um, you know, I've, I've it looks actually, like the back of the Millennium Falcon in yellow. Well, yeah, it does. It's, yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. Uh, it's obviously a disc. I mean, you could tell by the foreshortening and everything else. But he says it was large, possibly 300 feet in diameter, and appeared to yeah. have very bright yellow, orange external lights, which we see in the mm. picture. Well, Angel may remember. Uh, I guess two or three years ago, I, I was snapping some pictures of a sunset, mm-hmm. and I called it anomalous three-dimensional object. I don't know what it is, but it was kind of cube-shaped. It has uh, struts coming off of it. It looked really weird. It was just sitting there. You know, I took the frames like a second apart. And then right there, boom, in the middle of one of the frames, there's this thing. It looks like it's about maybe a quarter mile away. I can't really tell. It's hard to tell, you know, but above the tree line. But, uh, yeah, these things happen when you're taking, you know, you don't usually see them when you take the picture. And since that's what happened to this guy, that makes me think, you know, that sounds more feasible. It's like, oh, gee, look what I accidentally took a picture of. Because that kind of makes sense if there's something moving really quickly, you know, through through the area. Really fast, yeah. Yep. This thing, it does. It looks weird, though. I have no idea what this is. Now, on the article, does it say that this thing was stationary there for a second or two, or did, was it just uh, it flew right off? And... He says it was not visible to the naked eye. One picture revealed a disliked object with a dome-shaped top uh, huh. set in their report. So he didn't even wow. notice it while he was taking the picture. He didn't, uh, like you said, till afterwards he was looking through and he was like, well, what is this? Yeah. Well, the reason I ask is because um, this might not even be a, a domed uh, you know, saucer-shaped object. This might be just something that it causes this uh, effect. Like, I mean, it could be just a ball of light uh, captured in between frames. It'll end up looking something like this. Uh, so it'll look semi like a saucer with uh, those lights like that. Yeah, if it were moving faster than the shutter, right? It, it, it would it might, do something it, like that. Yeah, it might do something like this. But the thing that gets me about it is, it looks like you're seeing the force shortening on the sides. You're seeing the receding. Uh, I guess that uh, you know on each on each end you're seeing the receding yeah, see other part yeah. of it, and on one end the top the topmost end the one that's tilted upward, mm-hmm. you're seeing a little bit more, and you kind of see a little bit underneath, and it looks more like a three dimensional object because of that. I'm, you know, it could be a, a camera anomaly. I mean, there's there's no doubt that it that that's always possible, but it definitely looks weird. Yeah, no, the sides definitely are are confusing because it really does make it look more saucer shaped than anything else. Yeah, absolutely yeah, right. That's weird. So I'm not I'm not going to call it bat squash on this one yet, even though it could be a trick of camera, uh, you know, it could be a of a hoax. But uh, I'm going to believe on this one. Well, like you know, if, if if someone shot like a a, a Roman candle or something, mm. and the effect was, you know, he, if he caught it at just the right moment, it might look something like that. Right, right. It, it's still really, really weird. It's just too symmetrical. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Alan? Uh, okay, I'm, well, it doesn't I, matter. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm there. There. oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was no, waiting for you to call Batsquatch. No, no Batsquatch this week on this one, huh? I, I'd like to call Batsquatch. I just don't know if I can. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I can either on this one. This is a good. This is a pretty good one. It's pretty good. It's not clearly CGI, so that's good. Even though, of course, it can be. Could be. But it doesn't look too fakey. You know? So I'm yeah, going to give a pass the, on this one. I, I can't. I, I can't call Bat Squatch on it just yet. Well, here's, yeah. here's the thing, too, you have to look at. And I've seen this a lot lately in, in the last couple of months. People are taking pictures inside of buildings through glass and claiming right. that the reflections of light fixtures in the ceiling are UFOs in the clouds. Right. That or they're taking too. pictures yeah. out of their car, and they've got all, something in the car that's illuminated, and it's reflecting off the window. And they yep. know. They know what it is, but they're like, look at this UFO. You know, and the thing is that that, that kind of thing could probably also happen by accident, but you would think that this guy would know better than to shoot through a glass window. Right. Because, because of those types of things. If he's, if he's a photographer, right. yeah. I mean, it could be the lights from the like the roof of his house, just like the uh, the ceiling of his house. You know, they turned on and he's taking a picture of the window outside, and that's the reflection from the uh, light. Yeah, it, it almost looks like it's because sh- it, shine, if, I say that because no, it almost looks like it's shining through glass. That's why no, I say. Well, I, I'm, I'm with you there, but not only that, each one of the circles really does look like a light bulb if you kind of look at it right. It's definitely strange. It almost looks like it's. Uh, a reflection in glass, which we may have just solved it. Yeah, I think that's what this probably is. Mm. Batsquatch. Anyway, moving on. Crystal, what's the next story you have there on the... Well, depend on where he is. Well, well sorry, we should interview him. We should find this guy <laughs> and bring him on the show. Yep, so absolutely. All right, so let's go, before we get deep, let's go to this video, this very strange video. Okay. It is a large cigar-shaped object caught shooting into a storm, a storm oh, nice. cloud in Spain. Yeah, so you guys have the link? Yes? Can you send it again? Uh, let's see. I have a bunch of links here. I'm going to do it again because I'm, I'm awesome. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome oh, if you do that. There it is. That would be fantastic. Even. There it is. So it really, it's weird. So the video okay. is kind of jumpy. This guy's trying to be all like cool with it and do it in fast and slow-mo, and you really wish he would just play the stupid video. Right, um, right, right. It's worth taking a look. Because when you see it, it actually is really, and it's really fast. It moves really, really fast. So and this is on undergroundworldnews.com, uh, right? That's where we put where this post. That, that's where we're right. going. All right, so uh, I'm going to post that on Skywatchers uh, Radio on Facebook. So again, fa- uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. And by the way, while you're there and you're looking at this stuff, uh, hey, like the page. That'd be great. Yeah. Like yeah, the page. Like when, Give us a we comment. We like when you like the page. Exactly. Drop a comment. Do whatever you got to do. Call in. Now, a large cigars, uh, cigar-shaped object caught shooting into storm cloud in Spain. Well, I'm going to have to look at that real quick. You guys are looking at it yet or no? Ooh, yeah. yeah if I get it to play, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> right at the 36-second mark, you see it shoot into the cloud, and then he does the whole, oh, there it goes again. It's weird. Well. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Strange things are afoot. And some foots are Yeah, strange. that's interesting because it shoots right to the lightning strike. Uh-huh. And it's so fast. It's quick. That's, that's weird. Now, again, though, if he were running this film, this, this I say film, but this video backward, then it could be a flash that originated with the lightning strike. Hmm. Ooh, that's right. a good point. Yeah. Just saying. Okay, it's a good so, point. Yeah. Is there any way you can tell that? I don't know. I'm trying to no. watch the video again. No, there's no way you can tell. No, I mean, Would the lightning look different in the cloud when it was shot if it was going backwards? No, maybe not. No. I'm not sure. no. Okay. 
So, you know, who knows? But then again, it may be an object. It sure looks like an object. Yeah, I don't know that this is going backwards, though, because the cars are going forward. Okay. Look at the car in the foreground. Well, then, it, then uh, that's See, definitely compelling. Yeah, no, this is pretty good. In fact, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of uh, Land Lamphere, and uh, shake every time I mention that name. Uh, he came out with a video uh, years ago, which actually looked similar to that, a white streak going through the sky. And uh, that kind of gave him a little fame on the Internet. Uh, it looks compelling. It looks interesting. Uh, it could be CGI. It could be fake, of course. Yada, yada, yada. But I'm not quick to call bat squash on it yet. I don't think it's a UFO, though. I think this is some natural phenomenon. Well, it's weird because if it is, then it's strange that it's drawn to that cloud and strikes right. at exactly the instant of now, lightning flash. Now, does, uh, if it was the, the, Marty McFly and you were trying to get back to 1980, that would be the perfect moment to hit it. I'm just saying. Yes. But <laughs> well, let me ask so, you a question. Hold on. Let me ask you a question, though. Uh, have you heard of uh, one, and I'm pretty sure you have, uh, lightning sprites? Yes. but th- that And this is something similar as what I was going to say. It, right. looks like it might be a big, like it might be plasma. Um, and lightning is a form of plasma. It, it's, just, it's like a glowing, superheated uh, mass, which is basically what plasma is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a fourth state of matter. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Interesting. Not, you can't really totally dismiss it. Now, before we dismiss you for the evening, sir, there's one more story that we wanted to go over with you. Uh, right. Seeking alien megastructures around a puzzling star. Astronomers debate intelligent design. It's a good one. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty deep. This is a good one. I'm going to read it out here so everybody listening uh, can uh, take a listen. It says here, a fascinating article in the Atlantic describes a disagreement among astronomers over intelligent design. Though the phrase isn't isn't used, it's clearly about design detection and when such determination is legitimately triggered. A star some 1,480 light years away from us called KIC... Eight four. What do they call them? You know, what, why all these weird numbers in there? You know, know it can't just be like M I C K E Y M. Why? 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 Why the riddle in the names? Why can't they call it like Bob Forty Seven? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Roger One Hundred. Wasn't the one that found it, and he's. It's not the forty seventh find of his. I don't know. Well, anyway, it says here this uh, star emits a particular, a peculiar pattern of light, alternatively obscured and revealed, obscured and revealed, irregularly shaped and periodically dipped in flux down to below the twenty percent level. I don't know what any of that means. I'm not smart enough, I guess. It says here in twenty eleven, several citizens, uh, citizen scientists, flag one part or a particular star seen by the Kepler Space Telescope as interesting and bizarre. The star was emitting a light pattern that looked strange and stranger than any of the others that the Kepler was watching. The light pattern suggested there is a big mess of matter circling the star in tight formation. That would be expected if the star were young, when our solar system first formed. Four and a half billion years ago, a messy disk of dust uh, and debris surrounding the sun uh, would do that. But here's the thing: this is not that young of a star. So what the hell There's, is this thing? They're also saying that well, if you had a planet explode or something, that it might cause something like that. But they're saying that it seems to be like they're saying. I don't know how they could say it's technological artifacts because. It's going to have to portray something that, that would lead you to believe is a, te- a technological uh, structure. They go into that. They do. do. They? 
they do. Hang okay. on. I it, it, would have, it would have to Look, be... Look, it says here... They would, say the, why they believe that. Right. Check this um, out. I'm, I'm going to... It. it would have to be somehow is, symmetrical. Is what well, it says here, like, um, hold on. Hold your horses. It says, it says look, but the unusual star isn't young. If it were young, it would be surrounded by a dust. Of course, it would give off the extra infrared light. There doesn't right. seem to be any excess of infrared light surrounding the star. It appears to be mature. And yet there is I'm this massive object circling it. Could be a mess big enough to block a substantial number of photons that would have otherwise beamed into the tube of the Kepler Space Telescope. If blind nature deposits this mess around the star, it must have done so recently. Otherwise, it would be gone by now. Gravity right. would have consolidated it, so it would have been gone. Right. So, well, what is this well, thing? Well, you're, they're assuming they would know how long it's been there. Right. That's, but if that's, it's a, just big, that's a big there, assumption. But if it just got there, then... Uh, they have no way of knowing. Hmm, they have absolutely no way of knowing how long whatever this is has been there. Interesting. Interesting. I'm thinking it might be a Dyson sphere. That's all I'm saying. It's a Dyson sphere. Yeah, you know, that was what I thought, too. Like, uh, you know, it almost sounds like somebody is constructing something, but like, but you really can't tell. I mean, you, you they were just too far away. I do. Well, okay, so astronomer Jason Wright, the reason he says that is he claims that as the structures circle, they block the light going out and thus create a periodic disturbance whose evidence they can perceive. They go on to say that SETI researchers have long suggested that we might be able to detect distant extraterrestrial civilizations by looking for enormous technological artifacts orbiting stars. Right. And his co-authors say the unusual star's light pattern is consistent with a swarm of megastructures, perhaps stellar light collectors, technology designed to catch energy from They're really big solar panels. That's what what it looks like, yeah. That to me, like, you know when you hear about alien technology, like this kind of stuff, like, yes, that's something aliens, I think, would do. This also reminds me of something something that that, that 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 we would do. Also, well, here, no, no, check this out, check this out, hold on, no. This reminds me of something that, that I saw on, uh, on YouTube recently uh, of the SOHO uh, missions around the sun, uh, where this huge uh, sphere, kind of like uh, something out of uh, Star Trek uh, with the Borg, you know, one of those big giant spheres, or big giant cubes, uh, was near the sun, and it looked like it was sucking energy out of the sun. Did you guys yeah, ever see this video? That. Yeah. And then yeah. it, like, let go and it disappeared, right? That's what this kind of maybe reminds me of. Yeah, and it, that was very interesting because, you know, and that is a legit video. I mean, that's a that's, that's a, from NASA. Yeah, it's a, NASA yeah. video. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about that. When I saw that, the first thing I thought was, "Oh no, wandering black hole." <laughs> well, <laughs> then, that would be bad. That would be bad. That's so bad. <laughs> because if it were a black hole, it would have gone straight for the sun, and it wouldn't have left. Um, you know, but it it definitely was strange. And I have to again talking about talking about plasma, superheated plasma coming off the sun. Um, maybe it was some sort of a bubble. Hmm. Interesting. Like, what do you it mean? It could bubble? have been, but uh, it was a cube. Uh, yeah, it would be huge. It would be gigantic. But, it, but no, no. But it was a cube, not a bubble. Oh, was it a cube? It was hmm. cubed shape. Yeah, that was, was weird. It was like remember the Borg ship in Star yeah. Trek, yeah. the cube Borg. It could look like that. It's weird, man. Now, I have seen spheres around the sun also. I've seen that yeah, as well. Yeah, the spheres are ones, the ones yeah. I'm thinking of. But, you know, several of these types of things have been seen. There's that whole solar warden conspiracy stuff out there saying right. that these ships around the sun that are gigantic mm-hmm. and so forth. And so, who knows? And then, of course, we have our favorite, the Black Knight. Yeah, yeah. 
Of course, that's not around the sun, but yeah. No, 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 but it's you know around the Earth. Uh, Krista, you know about the the Black Knight? I am not familiar. Please enlighten me. Oh, you thought I was talking about a Martin Lawrence movie there for a second. I did for a second. Oh, no, no, no. That's wrong. That's just confusing. It's a little funny. It's totally a little funny. (laughs) Now, the Black Knight is a satellite that is orbiting the planet, and uh, it's been there for what some think maybe 1,500 years. That's yeah. a long time. Something like that. Thousand. Something like wow. a thousand years. Yeah. Look up on Google the Black Knight satellite. Look yeah. It up and, right now. yeah, this thing has been perceived by astronomers for centuries. Yep. They didn't know what it was, and sometimes they would see it, sometimes they wouldn't. And um, now we actually have photographs, that even some that were accidentally leaked. I don't know if what it's so What does much it look accident. like? Tell me, tell me a good kind of. It kind of looks to me like. Uh, um, an angular ship of some kind. Wow. But it's been photographed from the ISS and from uh, the shuttles when they were up there, and satellites too, I believe. But, uh, I mean, it's there. Nobody knows what it is. I'm looking at a picture of it. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. watching us. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. so not surprised. Oh, by the way, it it does emit a signal. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Numbers? Numbers, frequency, what is it? Nothing. No, we have have no idea. It's just a a, low-level signal and nobody knows. Okay, somebody knows. Somebody knows it's not telling us. That's the problem with disclosure. Right, right, right. Nobody wants to come forward. No. You know what? You know, that's fine because there are plenty of smart people that don't work for the government that just need to start telling it like it is. It probably belongs to the landlord. (laughs) Or the Rockefellers. Or the Rockefellers. Soylent Green is That people. is so odd. You know what I see? I'm looking at this picture. I, you know, I look at this, and I immediately think Farscape, and I don't know why. It's just reminding me of Farscape. <laughs> it's pretty it weird. Does a little bit, yeah. And like I said, you know, uh, you know, really well-known astronomers have known about this thing for centuries. So, Wow. That is pretty weird. Yeah, the, you, know that, you know that uh, C- that ship that you called CGI in Texas? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that was actually the Black Knight, because a couple of people said that it looks like the shape of the Black Knight. Yeah. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. I feel like we should close out our awesome news discussion about things you should not do, and you should not ever share links like the one that is on Coast to Coast about the mothership UFO cloud spotted over China. You should oh, not do that. Oh, Just no. don't do it. Today's word, okay. boys and girls, is Batsquatch. Can you say Batsquatch? Enlighten me on that one. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's hard. Oh, here. I, don't, I, don't vi- I don't visit that. I don't visit that website anymore. Just you, you know. should. Uh, it's Chris. Just yeah. crap. I'm just yeah, so yeah. disappointed. You know, we're yeah. trying to have serious discussions about UFOs, and then somebody go, does something like this. And the word, not even somebody did this, but somebody reposted it. Like, come on. Yeah, seriously. Let me news. take a look. Let me take a look. I just look yes, at this. Are image you is what I have been doing for thirty years. So let me take a look at it. Fake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that quickly. You know, like, come on. Sorry, how long did that just take? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> like, so I how are you doing? Fake anything about photo? Very, very obviously, yeah, just you know, fake. Photoshop. Or, yeah, yeah. And I've seen several like this lately with these uh, these supposed looming uh, ships in the clouds. You know, mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. see the the forward surface, the top of the ship, you know, glowing through the cloud. It's, I, I bet there have been ten of these in the last couple of months. And one of them was a shot that somebody took, claiming it was in Australia, and it was there was no doubt whatsoever that it was a light fixture in the ceiling 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked a lot like this. Well, guys, we guys. We discussing last time you were on I, the show. I think we did. But, guys, you got to remember, this is reported on the Daily Star. So it doesn't get much more reputable than the Daily don't forget, Star. Don't forget, it's, okay. it was the Chinese claiming it. The same way that they recently just claimed that um, the real tree camouflage clothing is what the military in China is wearing as their special forces so that you can't see them coming. Yeah, okay. Well, this maybe this maybe this is the ship that zapped their port and just you know evaporated their warehouse district. <laughs> you know, something that big actually appeared. You think it'd be on the daily? I tell song? you, it was the nuclear vessels. Yes, the you nuclear vessels. Here's the thing: if that thing was really there. Why uh-huh. is nobody even paying attention to it? Like, there's nobody, nobody like, pointing like, at not, it. Like, not even waiting. That's a huge ship, man. If I see that, forget about the kid. The kid will fly over the handle. I don't care about the kid. I'm looking at that ship. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's Photoshop. Not a, not a person paying attention. Really? I don't believe it. Bad Squatch. Completely. I could probably, I could probably create that image in about five seconds. It's about four or five. Okay, let me ask. Yeah. Hang on one second. Uh, what about this before its news article? About the ship that's three thousand miles across over um, over uh, the Earth that I'm sending you guys a link for right now. And, okay, uh, should we um, check that out now? Check this out. Yeah, yeah I, I, I spoke. I haven't know, watched this video yet. I gotta see this. This is yeah, this, caught by the ISS. Yep, this is caught by the ISS. Okay, I'm gonna post this on our uh, Skywatcher's Facebook page. So anybody who wants to read along or see this video can go ahead and do that. And just for kicks, I'm going to also post the uh, the the Daily Star one. So anybody who wants yeah. to check that out. And by the way, folks, can people, do that also. please call in. Give out the number again. Oh yeah, two four. Uh, I'm sorry, seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. There you go. You almost gave out your cell phone number again, didn't you? No, no, I just forgot the seven eight six part. I was I was going right <laughs> into the two four five there, and it just I messed that up. What the frack is this? Yeah, I don't know. That's strange. It almost looks like a big sand dollar. I'm almost thinking it almost looks like an explosion. Like if you, I was watching like a movie and they just blew yeah. up Earth from space, yeah, it does. And it like that. Where is this? Oh, I know what this, this is. Over? I know what this is. This is test footage for Independence Day. That's all. It no, it's not. Be. It looks like it, right? <laughs> it does. Yeah. It looks like it looks That's like exa- the ship from Independence Day. Is exactly. It right. does. It looks like somebody just bombed Earth, and this is the explosion. That's what it looks like. That's crazy. I I jumped ahead on the video here to the text, but I'm looking and it looks like that may be Africa, Africa or Arabia over there in the corner. But yeah, this is, this is, this is one of those ships from Independence Day, I'd say. I really think it is. Um, Somebody did a, did a search frame by frame of of like the big invasion. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Find this image. It looks just like it. It really does. It really uh, does. If it's a real UFO in our own Earth and it's not from Independence Day, the movie, then wait, wait, Jesus. wait. This is the ship that Randy Quaid used to come back to the United States last week. <laughs> before or after they, before or after they shaved his beard. Hey, fellas. You know what's crazy though? When you listen to uh, Randy Quaid, you know you, you you see all the media stuff that's been said about him over the last year or so, and you're like, that guy's a nut. But then you actually hear the man speak, and you're like, wait a second, this doesn't sound that crazy. I'll tell you something. I listened to him, and uh, I, I looked at a, a video his wife had mm-hmm. showing some actual 
evidence that she had obtained from like the sheriff's office and a bunch of other places, her insurance company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yep. they sound perfectly lucid to me. Yeah, they don't sound like don't they're on drugs crazy. or they're they high. No, crazy. no. It sounds no. to me like there's something going on. Yep. Um, so I hope that whatever it is really does come out. Well, he called them star whackers. Star whackers. Right, yeah. People who really? are purposely, people within whatever shadow government or within Hollywood, uh, they were killing off stars. Oh, okay. And uh, his, no he, named a, he named a couple of them. One of them was Heath Ledger. He said that he was killed by these star whackers. I don't know if it was star whackers or overdosing on uh, sleeping pills, but one or the other. Right. Either way, there is a little, there's a little bit of a shadiness uh, to his yeah. life. But why Heath Ledger? Like, yeah, yeah, well, that's well, what makes well, no sense. I, you know, what all, that aside, all that aside, she, well, you know, she LaBeouf's been acting a little weird about stuff like that. And see, I don't care about any of these people except when right, I see this conspiracy yeah. stuff. Show. When the conspiracy stuff shows up, then I start paying attention, of course. But I just am, am, am listening to the stuff about Quaid himself and his wife, about their house, mm, right. about a supposedly forged deed um, where the house was taken, about uh, they have proof, apparently, of some fraudulent bills, which is why they – which is why they were arrested initially was for a, a supposed bill they didn't pay at a hotel. The, the bill was ten thousand dollars, and Jesus. They, well, listen, they, they she said they got billed three times for seventy for a total of seventy five thousand dollars. Something kind of crazy. I mean, it was seven fifty. I don't remember. It was some ridiculous number, and that was what they arrested them for. And it just seems like they have all this now. They have paperwork backing up everything they say. So if if they're here and they have been railroaded, I hope that the, that the truth comes out. I hope, hope so. I just I just don't. I hope that they don't end up uh, just you know dead. Because Randy Quaid, yeah. I mean, he's a great actor, and uh, again, I hope they get get past this uh, this nonsense. Well, whether he's a great actor or not, I still you know the, whatever's true should happen. You know, the truth should come oh, out. Oh, definitely, yeah. The truth should, should definitely come out. Yeah, uh, it would be interesting if there is some truth to this whole Star Whacker stuff. But anyway, uh, we got to hit the commercial break, and uh, we're going to let you go, man. You've been on uh, longer than we expected. Thank you so much for being with us uh, during sure, uh, man. this. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. This open line tonight. And uh, that is, of course, our friend William Michael Mott, everybody. Mike, before you go, though, uh, give everybody your links. Mike is uh, gone. Mike is gone already. Mike is gone. Sure, no, right. I'm Mike here. Is, oh, there's no, there. Mike, Mike is there. Mike is there. He hasn't left. Mike was gone. Okay. I have... Radio Christmas. show is the. Out- I have not dismissed him yet. He can't leave without me saying goodbye. <laughs> Come on, the radio Come show on. comes on Sorry. Sunday night uh, right. at midnight Eastern Time. It's theouteredgeradio.com. Theouteredgeradio.com. Check it out this weekend. We got a really good guest. And my website is uh, monomorphic.com or monomorphic.com slash blog. Either one. The blog is the newer stuff. And the publisher, you can find my books at grave, gravedistractions.com. I'd say look for my books through the website or gravedistractions.com so that you get the right editions, the editions that are legal, that kind of thing. So, Very cool, very cool. William, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for being Thanks, on here guys. with us. I appreciate it. William is yeah, you are, buddy. Thank you. Enjoy it, man. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Adios, guys. Adios, my friend. There you go. His voice and his hat are not gone. It's always his picture, Crystal. I'm so, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. You're sad. Yeah. You're hurting. I know you're hurting. I am. I am. You're hurting. Now, before we hit commercial break, I want to give a special shout out to a, one of our listeners who's listening in, a good friend who I've known for a very long time, uh, even did a rap for his paranormal group one time. 
That's right. I recorded a rap song for his paranormal group. Alan, no, I no, no, I'm not. Ra- I'm not doing it right now. So don't even have that idea. <laughs> I'm not rapping the song now, so don't even think about it. Special shout outs to a good buddy Gary Anderson, who's listening to us from the future. From the future. 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 Gary okay. Anderson. He's out in Australia. Ah, oh, good day, mate. Yes. So it is the future. <laughs> Guys, open lines uh, for the next uh, segment uh, About 30 minutes uh, to go here on the show And then Art Bell comes on If you want to call in and uh, you know throw in your two cents On everything we've been talking about Do so, 786-245-8127 We'll be right back with more news And hopefully you, the callers oh, Stick no. around This is Skywatchers Radio Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel. And more. SupermanHomePage.com. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth.
And we're back on Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Digital Network. And of course, PSN Radio. That last segment was brought to you by a new product endorsed here on the show. A product that will be now pimped to you by the other guy. That's right. I'm pimping a new product. I'm promoting a new product uh, that's been around for a while. And hopefully, Angel, since I gave him the cut and paste in Skype for the link, you'll find it on the Skywatchers radio page. And what we are introducing and making available to everybody is going to be a really cool handheld steam cleaner. The reason we're selling those is because we fell into a nice load of over 200 of them, and we know we have more than 200 listeners, so if anybody wants to take advantage of it, you can. The brand is Han, that's H-A-A-N. The model number, by the way, is the HS-22. If you Google it, you will see it being sold everywhere online, anywhere from 60 to $80 uh, on the Internet. And that's anywhere from Bed Bath & Beyond to Target to Kohl's. Google it if you want to, uh, if you don't believe me. Our best price that we're going to be doing here, and by the way, that price, by the way, I'm talking about for everybody else, is before shipping. We're going to be sending it to you for $50. $55, including free shipping and handling and no sales tax unless, of course, you're in Florida. Now, how do you hey. use this? What are you going to use this for? Hey, yeah, listen, yeah. I, I, listen we don't we don't collect sales tax, folks, We or we don't charge tax. We do have to collect it, though. The government needs their share. That's true. Um, what it's going to be good for is a couple of different things. Now, for me personally, uh, anybody here have any issues? By the way, did you put up the video uh, that I gave you the link to on, on the website also? By the way, folks, yes, if yes, you want yes. to see what Keep it on. looks like, if you want to see what it looks like, it's on the Skywatchers page. Um, it's really cool. It comes with a 20-foot cord, by the way. So anybody here ever spill some really scary stuff in the cup holder of the car, this will steam it out. Anybody have any brake dust or any oil leaks in the car or want to detail their engine to go to a car show or just get rid of the junk that's under the hood? That's what this steam mop will do. Uh, steam uh, handheld will do. Comes with a right, really right. cool barbecue grill brush as well if you want to get all the food particles and all that off the barbecue grill without using any chemicals whatsoever. The nice part about this thing is, is that all it uses is water. And it puts out water at 230 degrees under pressure, turning it into steam. And it is 100% sanitary. It will destroy mold, mildew, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, germs, bacteria, pet odors, going to go smoke, dust. It gets rid of all of that stuff that's, surf that's on surfaces. The actual accessory kit that it also normally doesn't come with but is in this bundle it comes with a brush that's made out of phenolics polymer so you could use it on soft surfaces you can't scrape then a nice brass brush that'll clear off the barbecue or take rust off tools it also has a nice little uh adapter a steaming bonnet that you can actually steam clean your clothing uh without any worry and also it can actually anybody have any of that soap scum on the sliding glass shower stall it'll clean that off without using any chemicals as well not to mention the mold and mildew around the uh around the crevices and the uh grout lines in the bathroom now here's a good question angel can i pick on you a little bit no okay <laughs> Um, I, I need a gentleman here that I can pick on. Angel, I'm going to pick on you. Let me ask you an honest no. question. Do you turn on the light switch in the bathroom when you use it in the middle of the night? 
No, I like actually doing my uh, bathroom business in the dark. It's uh, oh, okay. Better, the reason I am better ambiance, better ambiance. Yeah, the the nice part about this uh, handheld steamer is it'll even get around the toilet seat because he missed. So, uh, well, well hey, I, listen, once in a while you know, it happens. Yeah, if if the lights are off, only the human, off, you can't see yeah. what you're doing. Um, but what's really nice about it is is that it has literally 101 uses. Comes with a great two year warranty from Han itself. Normally, anywhere you look, it's sixty dollars to eighty dollars. Amazon has it for eighty dollars. Target has it for sixty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Walmart has it for sixty dollars, and all of them are plus shipping and handling. So that's why I'm really going to let you. Uh, I'll take the opportunity to hit the website and grab it before the holiday season. It's a great big boy toy. So, you know, get it, grab it, get a good deal on it because anywhere you look, you're not going to find a better price. And the best part about this is, is that $10 of every single sale goes to supporting the bandwidth that we need to pay for this radio show. If anybody, by the way, has any questions, you can always email the blasts, or no, the no, 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 okay, no, 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 no. Okay, fine. Email info at skywatchersradio.com. Sorry, you're right. Email info at skywatchersradio.com. But there is a link on the website now. It is. Yeah, there's go- a there's a buy now page there. You can also see the video right on there. I'm going to make more stuff on there for. Uh, our listeners, uh, maybe more stuff available, more links uh, in the near a uh, couple hours here. Uh, question on Skype here from Nancy uh, Burns. She wants to know the price again. Give out the price. Normally, anywhere she looks, it's anywhere from sixty to eighty. Here, it's right, going right. to be fifty-five, including shipping and handling. And ten bucks comes back to our company to cover the cost of bandwidth. So you're helping support. You're getting an early holiday gift, or you're getting. I don't know if anybody here has a turkey fryer. This will clean out the turkey fryer like you wouldn't believe. Get rid of all. Get, if anybody anybody ever burn anything on a glass stove count top or you burn something, you know, because you're cooking and it's a nightmare to get off. You can't scour it with a steel wool or anything like that. This will literally steam it off. And the video that is actually on the website will actually show you how to do that. Another video I think I gave you is the bed bugs web, uh, the bed bugs thing. If anybody here has any, anybody stand in the sunlight in the house and see all the dust particles floating by. Oh, that, yeah. The, yep, yep. You, know, you know that's the dust mites that you're kicking up from your carpeting and from your bed. Oh, this yeah, yeah, will yeah. actually steam clean your mattresses, your upholstery, your pet pillows. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It'll steam clean all the verticals that you have in the house. It'll actually mm-hmm. take the gunk off your ceiling fans as well, too. That's the beauty of this piece. And it comes with all the accessories to do that. And an extension hose as well, too, to get into the nooks and crannies behind the refrigerator and things like that. I hopefully gave enough examples for everybody here to figure out one or two or 12 reasons to use this product and buy it from us on the website. Again, it's on the Skywatchers website right now. Click on it. Pay for it. We'll get it out to you straight away. And now let's get back to our actual regular show. Indeed, including our caller who uh, called in uh, when we were in the last segment. We couldn't get to him right then and there, but he's been patiently waiting. And uh, caller, you're live on Skywatchers Radio. Thank you for being a caller to the show. And what do you have to talk about tonight, sir? Well, I was just wanting to follow up on your 3,000-mile-wide disc that was supposedly caught by ISS. Yes. I noticed something. Looking at that, I was able to click through the link and go to the original video on YouTube. And if you look at that picture, right, 
there's that black object that's supposed to be like part of the space station. Right, right. That it isn't. You know what that is? What? What is it? It's a planetarium projector. It's no, like we know that to. we know that that black object is a planetarium projector because that's where someone took the photo from. Right, 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 right. NASA. Yeah, that's not the, what's in question here. What's in question is the actual object on the Earth, that circular object that looks, well, like a UFO from Independence Day. Well, if it's a planetarium projector, it's probably part of a planetarium show. So therefore, right, and they were claiming that it was NASA footage that they were showing in the planetarium. I don't buy that. I think that they may have been saying, like, if you had a uh, if you had a meteor impact in the Indian Ocean, this is what it would look like. That kind of thing. That's what it looks like to me, as far as that goes. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what you we know. see. That? Yeah, that's yeah, actually that? that's actually really good. Yeah, that's yeah. what it does look like. Yeah, yeah, because they would say have various things that usually they show like an explosion. Be it off of Japan or in right, right. The, um, the Gulf of Mexico one here, they got one that's uh, probably uh, planetarium in Bombay. So they say, okay, here's a meteor hmm. impact in the in the uh, Bay of Bengal, and there you go. As far as that goes, hmm. so that's what it looks like to me. As far as that goes, I'm convinced. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. it's a good enough All theory right. for me. That works for me. Okay. Uh, well, something up as a follow-up. I, uh, sure. uh, I called you a few weeks ago, and part of the discussion, you'd asked me about a, um, a Da Vinci uh, picture that uh, had uh, been seen, uh, uh, that had been discussed back at the beginning of the summer. A Da Vinci About, uh, like, picture. a space okay. alien and Da Vinci, that type of thing. Okay. In one of his photographs, or one of his paintings, rather? Oh, one of his paintings, yes. So something in the paintings that showed up like a space alien. Right. It looked like a spaceship in the sky or something like that, along those lines. Right. Right, Um, right. Well, uh, from what I saw, I I Mm -hmm. think I found the the same one. And from what I saw of that, I'm going to have to call uh, garbage on that also because it's not in Da Vinci's style. Well, it's Batsquatch. Uh, da Vinci does hide stuff in his photographs, in his uh, in his paintings. As an example, uh, this was in the Mona Lisa. That's what it was. Okay. If you Google for Mona Lisa hidden animals, there's a, uh, some guy discovered animals hidden in the Mona Lisa, the mountains in the background of the Mona Lisa. If you turn a picture on its side, they look like animal faces, and the animal faces are very ornate, like a typical Da Vinci drawing or painting. Right. That's right. the style of how he does his hidden stuff. It's like you'll take the mountain, the mountain top, and you'll look at it on the side. That's actually like the jaws of the lion or the or the baboon or whatever it is they have there. Now the image so that you're talking about with oh, no, no, cut you off, but the image you're talking about uh, is one that has uh, Mary kneeling over and there's like a little ship in the background, right? That, that's what we're talking about here. Well, no, the, the one that we I thought that you were talking about was the Mona Lisa, but the there is one that's in the back. Uh, the the one that you're talking about with the ship in the background, there are a number of uh, 
traditional uh, drawings that they used in the Middle Ages of like the sun and the moon, and they right, like right. they showed uh, they showed the sun and the moon as guys, and they look like uh, people in spacecrafts to the modern eye, but they really that's how they drew the sun and the moon and so on. As far as the spaceship, I know they often would do other things like that also. And well, one thing they, the, they one well one thing they used to do back then also was they would represent the stars and the uh, the sun and the moon, uh, and they would draw them almost to look like ships. Right, they would do all kinds of strange right. symbolisms and that type of thing as far as mm-hmm. that goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, the one that's the most unusual one is that there was that one that was over Nuremberg, like in fifteen hundred, something like that. Are you familiar with that? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, there is a uh, there is one that was done. It's like late Middle Ages, early Renaissance. It's a print, and people don't know what it is. But it describes a battle in the sky, and that's okay. something that you can you can actually Google for Nuremberg, uh, battle in the sky type of thing, and it's uh, and it's a fascinating thing because it's sort of like all these uh, they didn't know how to draw it, so it's like you got triangles and and cannons and you know whatever it was. There was a bunch of weird stuff in the sky that they drew there. They they thought and they, they they describe it as like it was a space battle or something like that, the way they they described it. And that would be something to check out. Get get an expert on that, someone that could uh, hmm. check into that just a little bit because that is really fascinating. And I have that is, that no is interesting. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, no, 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 okay. That is uh, interesting stuff. Thank you for calling in, man, uh, and thank you for being absolutely fascinating. See, see, folks, that was good. That was so good. That's what we want here on the show. No, that was such there a good thing. Go. I have a good evening, and enjoy yourself. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was a great call. Yep, that was. That a great it was. Call. See, that's what I want here. I want us to learn something and be entertained and be, you know, fascinated. I want you guys to be fascinating. That's what I want from our listeners. And if you could do that, man, would that be entertaining? That'd be great. We'll have more of these open line shows Absolutely. just for you, just for you guys, just for you. Absolutely. And because um, we're cool that like is that. Very- yeah, that is interesting. Uh, the Da Vinci stuff, you know, that it, it's interesting because I, the, the one I thought he was talking about was the, I think it was the uh, Virgin Mary kneeling over uh, the baby Jesus. Uh, and in the background, you see a little UFO and a guy looking up at the sky. In fact, I'm going to post it on our Facebook page. I think I've uh, seen this picture before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's I a know. very, it's a very famous uh, Leonardo da Vinci uh, painting. Yeah. In fact, here I'm going to put it on Skype first. Uh, well, you know what? No, I'm just going to put it over here. And the uh, Facebook page. I think it'll be easier that way, so let me do that. So, again, if you guys want to check out the uh, picture, I'm going to post it on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. It's going to be there in a second. See, I thought that was what he was talking about, to be honest with you. Um, but the Mona, I, I do remember a conversation about a Mona Lisa uh, alien also. I, now, it could be the Mona Lisa ET from the Apollo mission. No, no, no. When you fold the Mona Lisa... Uh, piece and oh, that's ways. what it is. Yeah, now okay, I yeah. remember that now. Yeah, that's what it was. And uh, yeah. not seeing this link here, Jackal. What's going on? Oh well, well, it's on the Facebook page. I'm on the Facebook page. You're you're a big it, fat it, dirty liar. I'm there. No, it's it, not it's there. there. Reload the page. Hit, right. hit reload. I'm gonna do it again. Reload one more time. <laughs> all right, I got it. One more time. All, there right. all right, I got that's it. That's how I roll. See, one that's how I roll. more time. One more. Time. I have seen this. This is very interesting. Right. This is uh, this is this is weird. Now. It could be a representation of the sun, the moon. Now, let me whatever. ask you a question because you were talking about that. 
why? Mm-hmm. Why did they do that when they? Because you guys were talking earlier that a lot of these have been debunked because that's how they depicted these. But why? Well, very simple. Uh, back then, the moon and the stars and the sun were different. You know, they they viewed them differently than we do today. Right now, we know that the sun is a star. Right? We know stars are different suns. We know planets are out there. Right. They weren't that knowledgeable a couple thousand years ago or a thousand years ago. Right. And remember, early on, what was the first god on this planet? Who was the first representation of a god? Ra, the sun, right? Right. So there was, there was always that duality with Ra, the sun, and Set living on the moon. So they always kind of depicted Set and the sun in these kind of forms to kind of give them a human kind of a form because that's what they kind of identified it with. God lives on the sun or on the moon, back and forth. And a lot of art you know, was like that. And a lot of people look at it now and they're like, well, that must have been aliens. Calm down. Mm. Calm down, Georgia Tukaloos. Not everything is aliens. <laughs> Everything is aliens. Put a little Everything. bit of uh, put a little oh, bit no. of that gel on your hair, slick it back. It's alien. not all aliens. Breathe in, breathe out. That guy's not really all aliens. That guy. I love that he guy. He's good. <laughs> I just fair. love his hair. That's I, all. I want his hair. That's he's all. Just, I love that he's talking about aliens looking like that and not caring. I just love it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's like the best. <laughs> he's like just not, just not care. No, no, no. <laughs> like none. Like let's not. Whatever. That's a very interesting picture, though. That is. Hmm. It is right. It is. And that, it could be a number of things. Now, this one, the reason I th- I say, well, it, it, maybe it's maybe it is some kind of a ship, is because you see the guy looking up at it, like he's literally like looking at this thing, like if there's something there. Not so much looking at the sun because it's a bad idea to look directly at the sun. So yeah. why would they draw a guy looking directly at the sun? Right. That makes no sense. Uh, right. So I mean, that's the only thing that kind of gets to me a little bit. And Da Vinci has been known to put weird stuff in his art. I mean, the, the caller was absolutely true. right. I I would actually believe. A Da Vinci mm-hmm. painting would have something like that because he was, you know, he's on the right. Line. Yeah, yeah, completely. Not only that, also you got to recall, um, there's a lot of uh, talk. Uh, it's been rumored for a long time, anyway, that the the uh, what do you call it the, um, the the Shroud of Turin was actually created by Leonardo Da Vinci. Really? Yeah, yes, but it has a- some radioisotope uh, or radio decay um, details to it that. Um, you know, carbon dated supposedly to the age of Christ. Well, no, they actually carbon dated and it wasn't to the age of Christ, but close enough. Interesting. Well, there's a whole documentary on that, and uh, it actually it carbon dates to exactly uh, Leonardo da Vinci's time period. Go figure. Hey, guys, we're joined now by Chris Brown. Uh, not, not that Chris Brown, who, no. Our Chris Brown, who <laughs> seen the UFO. Chris, welcome to Sky Watchers Radio, my friend. Hey, how you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Everybody put those everybody put those fingers away. All you girls uh, down there, watch them fingers. I'm coming after them. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. He's, this I'm is a good Chris Brown. Yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> no <laughs> idea. Went to a completely that's different place. That's, I was, that's, I was like, he Wait, said what? girls and fingers. I'm like, okay, well, this is I getting feel like awkward. Well, I thought everybody knew that when Chris Brown and Riyadh, whatever name is, got in their thing, that, that, that he bit her fingers when they oh, got in the thing. He bit them really hard. I well, here's the thing. And um, so, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the, and hear me out on this. Uh, there was a comedian who made a, a point about this on a joke, and it was very, very true. Um, I think it was Paul Mooney, actually, who, who said this. And i got to give him credit because it's absolutely true. When a man... Okay, when a man bites a woman or bites anybody, that's an act of defense because he's terrified for his life. 
Anytime somebody bites somebody, it's because they're terrified. What I think happened here is Rihanna was beating the snot out of Chris Brown repeatedly, and this poor boy was just terrified, and he started biting. What did Mike Tyson do to Evander Holyfield when he was terrified he was going to lose? He bit his ear. Man that's ludicrous. Bite. That's ludicrous. How dare you say that? That's ludicrous. But it's true. Men bite when they're scared, when they're afraid, when they're terrified, when they're getting beaten. If somebody's beating you repeatedly and you can't fight back, you bite. So that's what I think happened. Poor Chris Brown has been driven under a bus. He really did not do anything other than defend himself. She is the real abuser. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. (laughs) Paul Mooney and I agree on that. That's a good point by Paul Mooney. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wow. No, anyway, everything's going everything's still going good here in Roseburg, Oregon, where the big shooting was, of course, last couple of weeks, uh, two weeks ago, I guess now, and and uh, things settled down. And other than that, I'm just uh, well, I've, I've been listening to the show, kind of a little bit and out there. Everyone's making my jalapeno poppers. I called earlier. I think I called a little bit too early because I was kind of in and out, and I don't know, uh, kind of really, I didn't know if that was the right time, but but I'm here now. No, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I um, I was looking at the well, Skype welcome, here. welcome. And I, we you. actually had like 13 calls that I missed. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, it's Are okay. you serious? Did you really miss that? Yeah, no, because I, I, the thing is, look, I'm looking at one screen, right, for the uh, Sam Broadcaster, making sure everything is running perfect. And I stopped looking at the Skype for a while. So I missed a bunch of calls. In fact, the one caller that we had, I had to call him back because we missed this call last. And I was like, so, let me call the last wow. guy back. All of our this callers nice. that we accidentally yeah. missed you, that you tried okay. to sorry, guys. Us, be fascinating. Please sorry. call back next week. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, oh, why, it's, why, I why wait till next you... week? Oh, wait a minute. I see what time it is. Yeah, we got to wait till next week. Don't they we? have to wait till next week. Yeah, we Please do. Please call back next week. We're so sorry. That we went like on a whole rant that nobody calls us, and then everybody calls us, and we don't answer the no, phone. No. <laughs> that was that was totally my bad. That's how we roll here. Just, you know. That's right. Finally, we can blame it on Angel. It ain't my yeah. fault. Yay. Yep, 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 yep. All my <laughs> fault this week, guys. Uh, so, Chris, uh, real quick, you got about two minutes. Uh, give us a brief rundown. How you been, bro? Everything good? Well, I've been doing good. I just, you know, I've been here having to uh, do a lot of babysitting. My wife's got a new job, and I've been having to do a lot of uh, watching the baby now, and uh, that's about it. Just uh, sounds be, depressing. Uh, getting ready for Halloween. Uh well, actually, it's been real fun. You know, the baby <laughs> is uh, he's a year and a half. Well, he's seventeen months now, so nice. you know he's fun, and um, it's it's been real nice. And he's that's the best be age. A pain in the butt, but that's the best it's, age. Though, when it's they a give fun it, age. when they become teenagers and they start driving and uh, you know. Doing all the other fornicating with the young girls, yeah, and the young guys, or whatever. Yeah, I got a thirteen-year-old. Or both. Old, you know, it now. just it gets crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got the thirteen-year-old uh, now, and uh, he's uh, you know, guy has kind of got all kinds of things going in his new school. A lot of little girlfriends, it sounds like. So, as my wife went and caught him, uh, went through his homework the other day, and then, uh, well, dare would he ever want me? No one had said this on every. She found a love letter from from one of his girls. Oh my you know, gosh, they you know, right and they sound like well, there was a couple of them involved. It sound like so. I was, uh, uh, so yeah. So love letters. <laughs> anyway, so nice. um, yeah, so cute. Yeah. That is. That's yeah. cute. That is. Now make sure yeah, guess... she make sure that girl doesn't abuse him though. I don't want him biting more girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you, yeah. The thing of it is, is uh, I. I you know, make sure when I beat my kids, I I I, I, I don't bite. I only beat them. You know, so. 
Hey, I'll tell you what, there's, there's nothing wrong with beating your children. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we promote so many things on Skywatchers Radio. I mean, you know. Beat your kids, smack them up. Kids, smack yeah, them why not? Why not? Oh, if you get raped by an alien, we don't care. It was totally your no. fault. We'll make fun of you. We'll make fun <laughs> of you for getting raped by aliens. We will make fun of you yes. for getting raped by an alien. doesn't matter. <laughs> If you're Martin Lawrence, uh, made fun of. Completely. <laughs> All right, guys, no. we're almost out of time here, but uh, I want everybody to stick around because right after this show, of course, Art Bell comes on. And take a wild guess who he's having on tonight. Anybody? I'm afraid to Well, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. He's a doctor, right? Not, he's okay. not Peter Capaldi, but he's a doctor. And uh, let's see, he's worked for CSETI and the Disclosure Project. Showstack? No, 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 not not show stack. Uh, no? give up. Yep. All right, he's going to have Doctor Stephen Greer on the show tonight. Ooh, just, yeah. Just, just, oh, so that should be interesting. Stephen Greer on Art Bell, Midnight in the Desert. Guys, stick around. That's going to be a fascinating episode, and uh, don't miss it. And if you uh, do miss it for whatever ungodly reason, go to artpell.com immediately tomorrow morning or tonight or whenever. Just go there. Sign up for the Time Traveler Pass. Get on that. It's, uh, what, five bucks, seven bucks, whatever it is. It's worth every penny. It's Art Bell. Get on with that. Uh, guys, we're all out of time. Uh, we got to roll out of here and make way for the big guy who's coming up next. See you next week on Skywatchers Radio for Alan Crystal. For our uh, caller here, Mr. Chris Brown, and our other caller uh, who called in earlier, and of course our first uh, our news correspondent, Mike Mott. I'm Angel Espino, and uh, I bid you all good night. See you all next week. <laughs>